welcome back, everyone. This is Mac and Mike in the Morning. My name's Mac. I'm Mike. And welcome back to Mac and Mike in the Morning. It is Thursday morning. It is um, February uh, 28th. Happy uh, last day of February. Last day of February. This month is a short month. As you know, not a leap year, short month. Yeah, 28 days only. Wow. Blows my mind. Yeah. What do you do with such a short month? I don't know. Well, you know what I do is before the end of the month, I make sure we announce our sponsors and we thank them for their continued sponsorship of the podcast. That's true. We'd like to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, our one and only sponsor, Vinod Venkatarman. Uh, thanks, Vinod, for sponsoring our podcast. We don't even know if you listen, but we do appreciate your money. Please send us more. Have you ever run any uh, social experiments? Any cash grabs? No. Um, if you could run a social experiment, though, um, what would you what what would be a social experiment you'd like to run? Interesting. Like, what's one well, what thing? What I want to find out is the right. Exactly. What would you like to find out about um, society or like humankind? Oh, so something I'm so interested in mm-hmm. is whether or not aliens are intrinsically good or bad or even even further like whether ai's will be intrinsically good or bad um that's not something that you can't like (laughs) run so my social experiment was to build an ai with like super intelligence and then then see if it's like good or not like i'd like to think that morality is a function of intelligence so i would hope that like if you were to build something super intelligent it would also be super moral and be able to answer a lot of these moral quandaries but there are a lot of people who are like well if you get close to super intelligence but you like miss it uh, then you build something that's much more effective than humans but less moral and then but that's not like a social experiment well so the experiment would be socializing with the, <laughs> with the and the, the the kicker would be that would be undoable so if it went wrong it was just an experiment and you could revert to the previous state just like uh delete the ai yeah exactly. but it'd still be in the git history yeah hmm. um i'm like so curious to know if, if ai's will be good or bad well what do you think of ai right now it's nothing what do you mean? It's nothing. It's like it's well, it's not like ge- general artificial intelligence. Like there's not like I think consciousness would be like my requirement for for AI. Yeah, like being self conscious. You think that we will ever get there? Heck yeah. Really? Give it twenty years. I would twenty or thirty years. I can't ever imagine that. Really? Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> I can't I, ever imagine really? the conscious. I feel like AI. computers are way more efficient computation, like if engines or instruments than brains. No way, not at all. I think they're very stupid. <laughs> well, the software. Oh, just I almost dropped my mic, so I like freaked out. <laughs> That's gonna be a perfect soundbite. I was gonna say the software is way worse than brains, but the hardware is way better. Yeah, but it literally all it does is just turn on and off light switches. Your brain? No, transistors. That's what brains are. Just neurons just firing super slow, right? I. <sighs> I guess. <laughs> I'm like really, I want to get to a state where AI is like self-conscious and self-aware. I think that would be so interesting. I mean, I don't want to get there without the right safeties in place. Like, I don't want to like build something that could kill the world but or take over the world. So I don't even understand how we even get there from where we are today. Well, in the same way that people didn't understand how you get to like a touch screen back in like the Middle Ages, right? Like it seems magical. Like, there's even no way to even conceive how that would be possible to someone back then. You just build levels of complexity and abstraction on top of each other until you have something that is at the level of complexity of a human. And then at that point, I would argue you have self... Like, if something... If, there's, this, there's this concept of, like, philosophical zombies, which is basically, like, you can't have something that is, uh, like, duct-typed uh, in the sense that it's, like, self-conscious, but not actually be self-conscious. Like, if... To everything that's observing it, something is self-conscious, then for all intents and purposes, it's self-conscious. In the same way that you can't tell if other people are actually self-conscious or if they're just like robots, just saying what they're like programmed to say. Like it only makes sense to, to treat robots the same way. It's so like a form of the Turing. Are you self-conscious? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But there's no way for you to know, right? That I that you're self-conscious. Yeah. That's an interesting point. I never really thought about that. Yeah. You just hmm. kind of assume, like if 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 I if I turned out to be a robot, right? Imagine I turned out to be a robot. Like, it would not surprise me. Okay. Well. Okay. So I like reveal I have a power cord and back, and then they like shut me down or whatever. 
would you think about your relationship with me differently from that point on? Like, would you say, hey, that robot was actually, like, there was nothing behind it. It was just, like, a ghost. Or would you say, hey, that robot was actually self-conscious? Um, no. <laughs> Which one? I would not think any differently. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. So th- th- then you follow that along, right? You say, well, if, if we do have robots that look and behave and think to themselves like humans think to themselves, then for all intents and purposes, they're self-conscious. Even if we can't, even if it's hard for humans to fathom how self-consciousness can be built. Like the fact that you have built one. is. So you think that, all right, um, there, there's a little bit of a difference, right? In terms of like, say you were a robot mm-hmm. who was um, uh, uh, designed or programmed, right? For the sole purpose of like conversing with Mike. For... Um, sure. For have hosting a podcast with Mike, mm-hmm. Th- that could exist, but also not have a consciousness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Uh, I see where you're going. It's tricky. Right. Where um, you can, uh, let's say, a really really smart programmer, let's call him David, right, mm-hmm. created a robot and named him Mac. Um, and Tune David. programmed <laughs> for Tune David and programmed Mac to um, go on and uh, have a podcast with Mike, whose sole purpose was to converse in a jovial, uh, uh, friendly manner with Mike mm-hmm. uh, to talk about things like consciousness, um, but uh, uh, didn't have. Um, I don't want to overuse like free will or like free will or the consciousness or the choice um, to go and do this, but whose sole purpose was to do that, right? And these are two different robots or the same robot? It doesn't matter. It took for, for me, right? I can't tell what the you're difference. Saying, you're basically saying you can't tell the difference. Right. And wait, so where are you going? Keep going. Well, I'm saying is that, does that meet your criteria of a conscious AI? I would say no for the former. Well, yeah, I think the the I think what I'm saying is that it's really difficult to know whether or not something is actually self-conscious. Okay. And so all we can use is the evidence presented to make a conclusion one way or the other. And for all intents, basically what I'm saying is if based on all everything you've observed and all the evidence available, it seems self-conscious, then why not just assume it's self-conscious? Like why why wouldn't you? Um but the human side of me thinks of like how hollow that would be. Imagine if a human existed but didn't have self-consciousness. Well, how do you know they don't? That, that those type of people. Right, but you think yeah, but and and they might right. But you think about how I mean maybe it's not maybe maybe I'm just being judgmental right. But if if I think about it, just like okay, if if I were to do something with um. Uh, no self-consciousness or um, no sense of purpose, right? Like, think of how, like, hollow that would be, where you were just, like, programmed to do something, mm-hmm. which is how, I, like, we're imagining Keep the robot, right? right? But you, but what you're saying is you would be able to detect that. I mean... As a human. I, he, yeah, like, me, I wouldn't be able to detect that because yeah. I don't know what the... Yeah. other person thinks or, or feels, yeah. which, I mean, might just be part of being human, right? Like, for all, yeah. for, all, for, yeah. all for all I know, like, all these people around me don't don't yeah. think this, right? I mean, well, okay, so I, I kind of see where you're going, but I'm going to bring in Occam's razor here, which is, like, which is more likely? Is it more likely that people have just been, like, super programmed to look like they're self-conscious and they're actually not? Or is it more likely that they're actually self-conscious? I would say the latter. <laughs> like, and I would say the same thing about a robot. Like, it's, it seems less likely to me that a robot would be super programmed to pretend to be conscious than it actually just being conscious. Like, if we can't tell whether or not a robot is conscious, that probably just means it's conscious rather than it just being really good at fooling people. Yeah, uh, okay. Like, I would say that's, like, what consciousness... Like, it, it's hard to... It's hard to describe what consciousness is, right? So it's, like, it's difficult to... To, um, like, prescribe, like, say, like, oh, this thing is conscious or this thing is not conscious. It's, it's very much like a, a, 
uh, what's it, like a quality of the observer? Well, maybe. I mean, it depends on like what your interactions are with um, those yeah. robots or people, right? Well, imagine a robot like comes up to you and says like, I think therefore I am. Or like, like I'm a robot, I'm telling you I'm conscious. Like I know, I've read about what humans feel when they feel they're self-conscious and okay. I'm a robot and I have those same feelings. Would you just say like, no, you're just programmed to say that? Or would you say, like, whoa, this is really weird. This robot's telling me it's self-conscious. And then you, like, can engage in a discussion about, like, self-consciousness and they're, like, having all these philosophical ponderances about... Um, no, I, I, at that point, I would say, no, they're, they're pretty self-conscious. Yeah. But, I mean, I've also, like, you know, you can also have these conversations with people and not have the same depth of conversation. Than you would with a robot? I'm, I'm not saying with a robot. I, I think, oh, I like think a, between different people. Yeah, right. I mean, in terms of... You know, some people just will not oh, have their own thoughts. Are you saying that there are levels of consciousness? Or scales or like degrees of consciousness? Maybe not discrete levels, but... I'm, I'm not sure, actually. Um, it depends on what you think. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure, actually. I don't think I have a good answer to this. Yeah, I think... I mean, since people care about what I think. Yeah. But it seems like there are, right? Like, would you say elephants are as self-conscious as humans? No, but they, like, know about themselves. Like, if you show an element, an elephant a mirror, it, like, knows that it, it's the thing in the mirror, right? But well, they've done, like, they've, like, marked, ele- you know, the, they've done all the little experiments. Yeah, I mean, but even think, like, babies, right? Yeah, right. Our baby, like, our toddler self-conscious? I mean, you show toddlers, like, a mirror, like, for others of themselves, they're able to like react to it but they're not quite as self-conscious as like a phd i won't say that phd but like say adults yeah well i, I was just trying to go for the extreme like sure who's very like intellectual well i, I don't think intellectual <laughs> means self self-conscious <laughs> if anything it probably means less so uh, um yeah no it's an interesting it's a, okay clearly there are degrees then have we established yeah i mean i guess we've established to to some extent yeah. right there are degrees um, I wonder what super consciousness would look like. I think they would just be always like stuck in a, a, a like paralysis of existential crisis. No. Yeah. Really? That's how I feel sometimes, though. <laughs> but I feel like that they are super self conscious and super intelligent means they would easily be able to overcome whatever paralysis that you're, de- you're describing. No, I feel like there's just too much, like, there's too much to reason about. <laughs> But, like, even if you – imagine you get, like, a fire hose of information. You yourself have techniques for overcoming that. Yeah, you just ignore it. <laughs> yeah. So how could, how could a, uh, something that is more conscious or more intelligent not have the same techniques? Or... Yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> <laughs> just, like you have, a, like, you have a robot. You have a robot that uh, – um, yeah. Make a robot, Mike. I – honestly, I think we'll see it before we die. I don't see how that's possible, but I don't want to be proven wrong. I don't, I'm, I do not want to see the AI singularity. Why not? Like, haven't you seen Terminator? Okay, well, this is, this goes back to my question about, like, moral intelligence, like, the morality behind an artificial intelligence. Right, you think that when AI becomes, like, sentient or whatever, they'll be like, yeah, humans are just inferior and they're just going to commit, like, mass human genocide. No, I don't, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think that I think is. quite the opposite, right? Why? Like, Why wouldn't they get rid of us? What I'm saying is that morality is a function of intelligence. This is my thesis. Is it? This is my thesis. You think so? This is my thesis. Is that as something gets smarter and smarter, it also gets more moral. Like, think about animals that are just, like, killing each other. And, like, humans, like, second-guess themselves when they have to, like, kill something. Like, it seems like the fact that we second-guess ourselves suggests if you were to extrapolate that's you're making an assumption though that killing is moral not, not right, killing is moral right, right. Yeah. like i mean that's just a um uh a, a factor of how we've like codified morality like what if ai has come along like you're saying if, if they come full circle where they're like actually killing things is the moral thing to do because, right exactly yeah right they're like, I mean, this this is like so, a common trope in in. <laughs> sure, but 
I would like to think that the the AI would be able to do this to a greater degree than the the tropes that you're referring to, like Big Brother or whatever. Like, uh, what's the movie with uh, the book with the blonde eyes people where they just like throw the babies down the garbage chutes? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I read this. <laughs> I read this in middle school. Everyone sees in black and white except the people who have blue eyes, um, and they see in color. What's that movie called? The Giver. Thank you. Uh, read the Giver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would like to think artificial intelligence would be beyond these. Like, oh. I don't think so. Well, even think about it this way. Like, part of morality is, like, I can't think of a better way to put this, but but like breaking the news easily to imagine like you you um, have a toddler who like wants to touch a hot stove, and so like your knee jerk reaction is to, like scream at the toddler. Um, but like you also like want to take time and explain to them like the this is like dangerous or whatever. So like the maybe like the moral thing to do is to lock them in a cage. But like a really like good parent wouldn't lock their person or their child in a cage to prevent them from hurting themselves. They'd figure out how to like let the child do what they want to do and like protect the child and like help them help 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 them exist in a world where there is like complex uh, like situations and rules outside of their comprehension. Right? Like, so I would like to think that uh, an, uh, an artificial intelligence would help humans exist to the extent that we are happy and also achieve its own goals and whatever their morals, whatever they may be. It seems like that is part of what it means to be moral. But being conscious, I guess, also means that I feel like they have to find their purpose in their... Imagine it turns out to be just like a a moody like artificial intelligence like like wishy washy just like can't make up its mind. Right. No. 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 Like I think they would be beyond that. Like think of the most mature, like emotionally or intellectually intelligent person. They're going to make very calculated decisions, even if they have impulses to do otherwise. Right. I feel like emotions are a big evolutionary thing, so I, I imagine they won't be. Like such, uh, um, I mean, maybe they would, the AI would like model emotion, but I feel like they wouldn't have such a such a heavy weight to the decision making of the AI. Although I guess that that brings up an interesting point: like, are our morals just a function of our evolutionary process? Um, I think morals are a process of um, society. Like, is it the fact that we have to coexist? That we have morals, like if yeah. there was only just one universe with one mic, like would th- would there even be the concept of morals? Um, like if you're just floating in space, you probably like if you were just floating in space for like all of eternity, no one would have coined the word like morals. Yeah, like there would be no need for the concept. Sure. Yeah. Right. But I, I can't see the artificial intelligence like not coexisting with humans for at least a period of time such that it develops similar morals? Um, I guess maybe if it lives in a different medium and, like, evolves itself very quickly. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just feel like more, they're just rules governing its existence. That could be... Like, how do you... I mean, I think this is... Um, to bring this back... Uh, uh, <laughs> And I think it's still something that people are are struggling with when they produce these things. It's like, okay, let's take like self-driving cars, for example. The idea being, okay, you might not have complete control of, of the environment. And so how do you have a self-driving car make a decision that um, it can make to say like, okay, if I am losing control of my car and, you know, I have to make a decision to either, you know, like, Run oh, one or ten people. Right. Say say like that. Say like you know, the the canonical example, right? right. Um uh, uh how do you how do you program uh a card to do that? I feel like humans have to just implement their own biases, right? Yeah. Like someone who's like a utilitarian would just be like, Yeah, we'll run over the one person and call it a day. Um yeah, I mean, but if, if, if maybe we're, we're reducing it a little bit um, too much in terms of, like, saying, like, it, it's not always that, cl- like, cl- Wait, clear. No, no, give, me, give me another example of what you mean. 
Um, or I should ask. I should ask before I ask you for another example. What is your? What's the point? What's the thesis? I think it's very hard to uh, like codify uh, morality. Like when you have to spell it out and to make explicit decisions, it's it's very difficult. And why would one need to? Well, I mean, you're programming in AI. you're programming a machine to do complex actions in complex scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what uh, humans strive at is being able to reduce uh, complex scenarios and complexes and make decisions um, that are um, uh, fit a a moral code. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like what you're suggesting is that it'd be possible to build like a super intelligence without morals. Like if you didn't code morals into the system, it might just be super intelligent. No, I'm saying it's hard. It's hard <laughs> to do that because I mean, if you imagine if you you had to program a AI, AI mm-hmm. um, uh, how would you how would you code morals into it? That's I guess that's I think it's very yeah. Right. I think I, it's difficult. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I guess that's why I'm excited about at least my own, this is my own personal uh, idea that morals are an emergent function of intelligence. So you don't necessarily have to worry so much about how to tell people, how to tell the intelligence like what's good and bad so much as just like how to be smart and process information. I'm worried about... The Terminator. <laughs> the term- yeah, I mean, a little bit, right? In terms of like, okay, you have scenarios that where um, it just... Takes information or whatever, and just learns the wrong thing. Yeah, and it gets overfit. deeply enforced, yeah. right? Yeah. Like overfit. Yeah. Well, th- well, that's where I feel like self consciousness would come into play. Like it would help correct for overfitting. Like if you had a truly general artificial intelligence with self consciousness that could realize it was overfitting to certain things. That's what humans do. The reason why I'm like so excited and why I don't think this is that crazy is because humans exist. Like, we have an example of something that can... So you're just correct. talking about a smarter... Or a, a, I, don't, I don't want to say smarter, more tele, intelligent human, but essentially just, like, better humans. <laughs> That's essentially <laughs> what you want. I want better humans. <laughs> That's essentially what you want. Well, right? no, I think it gets interesting. So a social experiment is whether or not just pumping up intelligence also produces like something that is moral, or like artificial intelligence produces something that is moral? I don't think so. I mean, but also more morality is subjective, right? Yeah. Like, what does the artificial intelligence think is moral? If it's, that, if it's that intelligent, you should be able to ask it these questions. Like, it should be willing to answer, or at least willing to trick you into think it's answering. Then... Well, I mean, I think, you, uh, by example, there are a lot of intelligent people who you would say are not necessarily moral. Would I? I, I mean, I think I think I would say that. All right, let's give it, let's let's run through some examples. Super intelligent people who are not moral. Okay, name a super intelligent person. Who uh, name a person who you think is Albert Einstein. Super intelligent. Um, I I mean I don't know. Do I do I know? Uh, uh I, I I mean, I don't know actually anything about Albert Einstein. <laughs> well, I know he had problems with like the atomic bomb, right? It seems to suggest some level of morality. Right, but then you look at all the other brilliant scientists who created an atomic bomb. Yeah, I would, I would right. actually qual- like classify those people as less conscious, less, less self-conscious. That's what it means to be self-conscious, right? Yeah, but also, I mean, you have to look at the circumstances in which they were producing it. I think that's part of it. It's like being self-conscious is knowing your context and circumstance and choosing one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Mo- I'm not necessarily necessarily agreeing, but I could make a rational argument of quote unquote morality yeah. to support uh, 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 producing an atomic bomb. In certain situations, sure. Or even in their situation, once they had to do it, right? Given the given a certain set of information, I don't know what information these people were given. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what you have, right? Right. Like, I guess it's one thing if you know what you're doing. I think... And the other, like, the other, like, it's another thing if you don't, right? Like, I would argue if they knew what they were doing, they weren't making a moral choice. If you're making, if you're, like, making something to kill people at such a wide, um, 
and large scale. I mean, this gets into like the whole like morality of like atomic bombs and like uh, decisions made to you know end wars and prevent future violence. Then it gets really hairy. Yeah. You're just letting me do all the talking, so I'm the one shooting myself at the foot here. No, no. I just, I I mean, I think it's a little bit more, uh, I think it's, uh, not a little bit, I think it's a lot more um, uh, complicated and less clear, uh, right? I, I don't think you could just say, like, magically, like, okay, um, that there is a, a black and white in, in morality, right? I would like to think a super intelligence could give us better answers. I, I don't think so. Because <laughs> I think that, um, you know, even like super uh, intelligent um, humans, as we've said, like struggle with this, right? Well, I'm thinking of like orders of magnitude more intelligent, not just like 200 IQ. Yeah, I don't know what orders of magnitude intelligent right. means. Yeah, that's right? why it excites me. Okay. So the idea is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a I mean, experiment. I, I think I think what you're imagining then is is like the super intelligent robot society that just um uh, uh makes everything really deterministic and so then there's no um uh, uh deviating. Like everything is set in order, right? And then so then if it's everything set in order, right? I mean, you can have a completely moral society with no say like uh uh free will. Uh, free, free will. Exactly. I know, because I would say part of morality is giving people like the freedom to make decisions, or at least to convince themselves that they have free will. Or... No, I think part of morality comes with having free will. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you take away free will, then there is more no morality. Well, I guess what I'm saying is like part of something being moral, well, part of a moral society is that people have free will. Like if no one has free will, I'm arguing that it's not a moral society, or at least the appearance of free will. Um. Like, I don't know, like, like whether or not free will actually exists, but. Isn't part of being conscious having a free will? Yeah. So, like, if you're producing, a, I guess, a society that doesn't have free will, then they aren't conscious. And I would argue that, like, taking away consciousness or building a society that's not conscious. I mean, I also would say that there's no definition of morality. I think that just there's no absolute there's no absolute moral mor, moralism 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 mormonism right the, right yeah like it's relative to to the to a set of moral beliefs yeah well i i feel like at least there'd be like good guiding principles like minimizing pain is like a, it seems like a pretty like I fancy mean, how that would be no i mean so like um not to get like real morbid but um like the idea of um and then I, the only thing I say is like putting someone out of their misery or like or yeah. um uh, right when I, euthanasia euthanasia yeah right um where you're like okay I it, it's either you like say you're going to take someone off like life support or not even if they're but those are that stuff at the boundaries right like, it's not like you're going to make a binary decision and it's going to be, like, really good or really bad. It's just this gray area. Right. That's what exactly what I'm arguing. <laughs> right? Well, I guess what I'm saying is, like... There is no right decision. For, for certain things. But I feel like there are lots of things that are very clear. No, I think most things, there are no right decisions. Well, okay, going back to the example I gave, minimizing pain, that seems very straightforward to me. No, I don't think so at all. Like, what, like, yeah... You can come up with, like, tricky examples, like, oh, do you torture someone to, like, get information? No, I think, uh, do you minimize pain for, I mean, just say, like, all right, do you minimize pain for, like, a, a large amount of people to uh, 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 inflict more pain on, uh, on, like, a lesser amount of people? <laughs> That's a torture example. <laughs> That's not torture. <laughs> well, okay. I think, yes, then it's tricky, but what I'm arguing is that most cases aren't on the edge like that. I think most cases are on the edge like no, no, that. No, I think most interesting cases are on the edge. But no, I think, I think every, most like, cases no, are no, on no. the edge in like day that. to day. Yeah, like it's like people aren't choosing to like inflict pain upon other people. Like no. you don't just walk up to people and punch them in the face and say, "Oh, it was yeah, unclear." But <laughs> how many moral decisions do you face in a day? <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. I feel like we don't even have to think about being moral because a lot of the stuff is so so straightforward on a day to day basis. Well, I mean, oh. 
like for the stuff that's in the gray area, personally, to flip a coin. Like if it's gray, then yes, there's ambiguity, flip a coin, choose one way or the other and get on with life. There's so many things I can get into in this gray area right now. Um, all right. So say you were, I'm, I'm going to have to remove us from our current situation, but say you were a scientist working on the um, atomic bomb. Okay. All right. Um, and so, I mean, in your day-to-day, you think about it, um, you, you might be thinking in your day-to-day you have no, you're, you're not wor- working on a moral problem, right? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, ask, you, I'm um, asking you, right? If I know that I'm working on the atomic bomb? Yeah, say so you know you're working on the atomic bomb, right? Yes, I, mean, I would feel it's very heavily related to, like, morality. Um, okay, and you think about... It's in the same way people don't want to work for, like, defense contractors. They yeah. Don't, like, build... There was this big thing at Google where people were, like, upset. Or Microsoft, okay. they didn't know HoloLens 2 was being used by the Army, <laughs> right? This is this big thing. Okay, yeah, sure. So, um... That that is a moral decision in which you can say, okay, that is is that a a what is right and what is wrong in, in there, right? Choosing to contribute to something that's going to hurt other people. Yeah, but I mean, I think that I think that's just a, a decision that is there is no right, uh, arbitrary right or wrong. But I guess what I'm saying is I think there. Are, it's obviously circumstantial, but I think it clearly leans one way or the other. No, I don't think so at all. I think <laughs> some are. I think some, yeah, but I mean, also thinks. I think it's also very subjective, right? Why would you ever? Like, how could it be more moral to build something that could hurt other people than to not? Like, if you're building something that's subjectively just going to like cause, like, would you, if you had a button? To break down the, the example even further, if you were paid a dollar by your manager to press a button that would like zap someone close to you, sure. Like, would you do it? I would argue, like, no. Or like, imagine you like, maybe zap isn't as extreme of an example. Maybe I'll like hyperbolize a little bit. Maybe it like pulls out their eyelids or something, or like causes like more than zappy pain to someone. But your manager like you have to do this at your job. Okay. Um, I think that's. Uh... That's a little contrived. Yes, it is. Yeah. Completely contrived. Right. Uh, um, I guess, like, say you are, are creating something that has, um, in your mind, something that is, um, has a net positive to society, mm-hmm. um, but where other people view as uh, a negative to society, right? And I think it is a, a moral decision to either... Um, continue continue to contribute to it or not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily um, black and white or, or clear, right, in terms of what is right and what is wrong. And I think that is is something that um, people have to reason about. And not artificial intelligences. No, I'm just saying I think that it's very hard to say um, on one side or the other whether one thing is 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 right or wrong, right? I think that's most things actually that that we live in right now in modern society. I feel like society. in those in those cases, like why wouldn't just flipping a coin work? Like in cases where it's close, why why does it matter which one you end up choosing? Well, because there are people on the other side that these things would vastly affect, right? Yeah. Right. So if you think about all that, and you're still unable to make a decision. Well, it, and it seems like pretty morally neutral to me. No, one way or the other. I don't think so. But I guess what I'm saying is like either it's morally neutral and it doesn't matter which decision you make, or it's not morally neutral and then there's a clear decision. Right, but it's to your morals, right? Yeah. Whereas if somebody else were put in the same decision, they would they would choose something else, according to their moral yeah. set of standards, right? Yeah. And yeah. the moral set of standards just varies to by person to person based on their personal value sets. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. I feel like there's plenty of overlap. I, I guess what you're in, saying is it's interesting to see the parts that don't overlap. I guess so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that changes, like, I think mostly because we live, we, we, me and you. I was going to say, let's take a moment to say thank you to our sponsor, LaCroix. <laughs> I really hope that got picked up by the mic. You should take a big old bubbly sip of that. 
there was no slurping involved. I'm a little sad. Why would I slurp my LaCroix? I was hoping we were going to enter the ASMR part of the podcast where, <laughs> where it's just like bubbles. The... <laughs> Do you think you could hear it? They for sure can. Sure, yeah. um, but, I mean, no, I think it's different where we're... Uh, I mean, as I said, morals are a are, are, are vast function of, of society and... Um, I think the world's becoming a little bit more homogenous in recognizing like the same set of moral values, mm-hmm. um, which is actually mo- maybe more interesting, right? Um, but I think if you take one person and you swap them with another, I think the decisions they make vary depending on what they, they like, value mo- morality, right? I mean, I'll, I'll say like there are people who will steadfastly say okay they won't work for like a defense contractor because you know it's like i'm not going to build like weapons Mm -hmm. um whereas other people will say like yeah you know um uh i I, I mean one they i mean okay like extremes right one that's like okay no i i actually feel very strongly that i am building um uh, uh like weapons like you know, weapons, right? Um, but I'm doing something that is a net uh, positive for the world because I I trust that um, you know my government will use this for 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 quote unquote good, yeah. right? And then there's the other end of like maybe it's just like okay, no, um, I am doing this because this will provide, even though I may not agree moralistically with war or like weapons, but um, I need I I need to I need this job to provide for my family, mm-hmm. right? And I think those are all different sets of of, of morals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, leading to different decisions, yeah. which I don't know. I think you can argue that none of those are right or wrong. Seems like a, a problem with calibrating weights. Like I feel like given all this information, you give certain weight to certain dimensions, and it's just a matter of tuning the the model to appropriately select amongst the weights. Yeah, but there is no right, uh, there's no like optimal value, right? Is there? Why wouldn't there be? It depends what you're optimizing for. I I guess. I know. It depends what you're optimizing for. Yeah, I I guess maybe human morals derive from the fact that we're a social creature and so we're optimizing for our own species like continued existence. I mean, maybe it's like what you said, like, like our appreciation of life. Like, I, maybe, maybe this goes back to the self-consciousness, not to cut you off, but I was going to say, maybe this goes back to the fact that, like, a self-conscious being would value some of the same things that, that humans value. Maybe. I mean, I think... Just based on the fact that it's self-conscious. I think a lot of it is um, training, right? And and what environment they... Uh, the, AI, you could say AI or humans grow up in, right? Um, essentially the same if you're saying like... Yeah, that's true. Um, but maybe the world becomes more homogenous, right? And the world fits to one set of standards of what is like moral. Yeah. Um, and then we can have a super intelligent robot being that takes over the world and runs us like Planet of the Apes. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> That well, apes actually are, are are the ones who are the superior intelligent beings. That's funny, right? Yeah. Right. Um, what's your social experiment that you want to run? <laughs> that's like backing way up. This is quite a backup. Ooh. Um. I don't know. Uh. I I, I don't know if I have any to run. Um. You have to have one. Social experiment. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have one. You were like AI. That's a social That's experiment. That's not a social experiment. <laughs> social experiment is like, have you seen The Dark Knight? Oh, you're going to do the whole uh, the boat thing? Yeah. yeah. That's a so- so- social experiment. Social just being interaction of one or more self-conscious. No, it's taking two groups of people and seeing what... <laughs> see how to do this. Seeing how, seeing how they react, right? One AI and many people. I mean, I will say I spend a substantial amount of my time people watching. I think you've mentioned this to me before. Like, I just... Well, um... Yeah, stand on the subway station and just think about like um, what that other person's life is like. That's the word? Sonder. Sonder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Do you make up stories about people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's also like, don't you ever get the um, 
like I will, I used to be a little bit more regular in terms of like my commute, but um, like you would stand on the subway station at the same time and you'd see the same person. Really? Over and over. Yeah. I, that never happens to me. I actually have made a note of this personally that I very rarely see the same person in New York City. And I like did the math. If there's like a million people in New York City and you see like a hundred unique people a day. I think you're just not paying attention. It takes 10,000 days to see everyone. I don't think you're paying attention. Really? Yeah, I see. I see a lot of the same people over and over. I've even like made it a point to try and remember people's faces, and I haven't seen anyone. I would also do this. So <laughs> we were just talking about this, but like last year when when we were in London, I would say to see the same people like even within a week. Really? Yeah, you're just not paying attention. Well, New York is so big. Not There's really. So many like New York new faces you can see every. Yeah, but day. think about how local. Think about like the local areas that you go, and you go you go the very few places, right? All right, all right. Like, how many neighbors do you know? Of of how many of your neighbors do you know? Uh, four of them. Not four people. Four. Like, neighbors. Units. Four like units. Yeah, uh, that's actually quite a bit. Seven on our floor. Six oh wow! Seven. You know, like most of your floor. Yeah, only by coincidence that like we see each other in the elevator and we both click the same floor and we're like, oh, I'm also in floor twenty-three. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it goes, right? Um, that's actually more than expected. I'm surprised you actually don't see more people that um, you just like recognize, right? Well, I thought it would be cool if like I lived this parallel life with someone and we always took the same commute. <laughs> and this is what I was thinking when I first came to the city, like, oh, we're gonna like have so many friends on the subway because <laughs> I was like naive and was from upstate New York. I thought I was gonna have a bunch of friends in New York. And didn't realize people are just like cold and don't talk to each other. And, um, right. Anyways. You thought you and David would hang out all the time. I know. I, this comes up. I asked David to hang out with me. Not once has he asked me to hang out. <laughs> no, he did. Remember we went to brunch and we saw Casey Neistat. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I couldn't come. I right. shouldn't say that. David asked me to hang out all the time. Right. And we hung out with Casey Neistat. Hello, Casey. Hope you're listening to the podcast. He absolutely probably is not. That'd be great if he did. Yeah. There, so I've been doing this thing now too, not to cut you off. I know yeah. you want to talk about what social experiment you want to run. And this is a bit of a social experiment. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this thing where I go on Twitch and I go to Rocket League streams and I find people with zero viewers and I hop in the stream and start up a conversation with them. How's that go? I love it. It's honestly the most fun thing in the world. Um, so I was going to say there's a good chance Casey could be doing that to our podcast. He could go find a podcast no one listens to, hop in and just like by coincidence find the episode that we're talking about him. See, I feel like um, because you like those types of things so much that I'm surprised that you just don't end up knowing more people in New York. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, there's just too many. There's I, too many. Even if I met 100 people a day, it'd take me 10,000 days to get to know everyone. And that's well, just if there was a million people. I think I'm a little bit more surprised that you'll have more vlog viewers because of this. <laughs> that's really what this is about, isn't it's it? It's all about vlog views. Um, I know. i got to make a vlog soon. Um, but in the meantime, I highly suggest you go do the Twitch thing. Um, You'd be maybe? surprised at how much joy you can bring another person just by engaging with them on their zero-person stream. Like, I've seen, like, people's faces light up, and they're like, oh, my... And they're always surprised at first. You know how, like, if you're streaming and you have zero viewers, like, you're not expecting comments, so you're, like, watching your game, and you, like, quickly glance, and then you do, like, a double-take, and you're like, are like, whoa. Like, someone, like, is engaged. They care about me as a person or, like, as a streamer. And I had this actually chat... I'm just going to keep talking. Cut me mm-hmm. off when you're ready. I had this chat with this... Uh, Air Force veteran uh, yesterday, and he was talking all about like what it was like to be in the Air Force, like what he's doing now. He actually used to be a semi-pro gamer. He's like, yeah, like my channel used to be big, but now I'm small. I don't really stream anymore. And I was like, you should get a donation button. And really talk about Streamlabs for a while, and it was super fun for me. Um, I'll say in part because I was like hidden behind my alias, so like they didn't like I wasn't revealing too much about myself, and that's why I'm comfortable like popping in and out of these chats without like being a super creep. Um, but also they're being super open, so it feels very uh it's like fun for me to like get to see who someone is yeah you can try that out in um real life too (laughs) yeah but no i think the the anonymity and 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 the anonymity yeah (laughs) is uh an interesting uh factor no i feel like people like that about new york though that you can just go and talk to someone yeah, like you can just go out and talk to somebody and then um, like chances are you'll never see them again. Really? Yeah, right? Do people just talk to random other people in New York? Yeah. All the time? I mean, say all the time, but all they right do. I've been doing this. 
I don't know why you haven't been doing this. Okay, no one does this. I've had multi. I've had like I've I've had. I wouldn't say quite a few, but I've had a few people who I have had long conversations with, just like out of the blue. Yeah. What's an example? And uh, just there's some guy on the subway who just like kept chatting with me. Oh. But aren't those, I feel like in a lot of these situations, there's just people I want to blow off. Like, please, I'm like trying to get work done. Just let me do my thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, um, you know, I, I want to engage with them. <laughs> well, I wonder if they're like, they're, they're uh, like aware enough to know that you don't want to, but they're just like pressing anyway, because they know it's worth your time, like long term. Well, I mean, I usually am a friendly person when people interact with me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I also, like, sometimes just am in the mood to, like, talk with somebody. Like, oh, this is interesting. I'm so, talking with somebody who's outside my, like, circle, like, social circle I know. And will, um, yeah, uh, some, yeah, something new. That is interesting. So, do you do this in planes? No, because you're confined to a, um, uh, a space and you, like, th- can't leave. Like if it just like all right, well that's it, and then we're like all right, I'm just gonna just gonna stay here for like six oh, hours. I see. Like the end of the conversation is awkward. Right. Yeah. What do you do in a train situation though? Well, I mean, eventually one of us gets off. <laughs> just the, the duration is much shorter. So. Yeah. Though I also learned. Um, I don't know if you've seen the TV show. You don't watch TV, right? I do. You do? Well, Christine got Hulu, so I've been watching. Oh. Um, the Mindy Kaling uh, show. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you find that? I like the theme music. It's like bam, 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 bam. It reminds me of Kim Possible. Oh well, yeah. Mindy Kaling's like kind of like trying to do that quirky thing. Oh, like the uh, Jessica Day. Um, I don't know who that is. Who's that girl? New girl. Yeah, new girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. That that's that's actually more what more I'm thinking of. Anyways, um, uh, if you haven't seen um, Master of None. It's an Aziz Ansari show yeah. uh, on Netflix. He, the, it, I don't know, it, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just like a, uh, uh, I'm going to say quirky again, but uh, there's a lot of like a dialogue where he just was like talking to people. And then I think in one of the episodes, he's like talking to someone and then they both like realize this is the end of the conversation. He's just like, well, I guess this is the end of this conversation. Mm-hmm. He just like walks away. I was like, that's actually a really good way to end a conversation. Like, I'm gonna just like boldly just yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like I I would definitely use that, and it's not even that even weird to say. You're like, it's yeah, it's just, yeah, right. You're like, yeah, I guess that's it. All right, I'll see ya. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's pretty normal. Where you're just like, okay, and just have recognized the end of this conversation. But I feel like most people wouldn't have the confidence to just be like, all right, bye. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, all right. Well, I think we've said you know everything we need to. Do. All right. We're, get, we're we're time to go. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's great. I feel like Gilmore Girls really started the whole. Like quirky is not the right word, for it to describe the Gilmore Girls. It's almost like if Gilmore Girls was a comedy, you'd get some of these shows because they're very like self-reflective in their, uh, like their humor. I've never watched a single episode of Gilmore Girls. Really? Yeah. It's such an interesting show. You should really watch. Um, are you a uh, Rory? Or a Lorelai fan for sure. Oh wait, no. Uh, aren't there two? Oh, what's the ship on this? Luke. Luke or another dude? I don't yeah, know. Like Lorelai's or Rory's dad? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Actually. But the reason why I was gonna say the reason why I'm a Lorelai fan is because she is also in Parenthood. That's all I have to say. All right. All right. Well, we like to end each episode. Um, oh, with. Uh, one new thing that we did, uh, one new experience that we did, uh, for the past week. Um, so I'll go first. Um, actually happened, uh, today. I went to the library before work. I went to go pick up a book. And, uh, I accidentally, my new experience is accidentally cutting an old lady in line at the library. Mike. (laughs) Well, no, the funny thing is, is I was just completely spaced out. Um, so I, I put in holds at the library to pick up the book. So if you, if you haven't used a library before, or at least in the New York public library, you can put on online, like, I want to hold this book, like they'll deliver it to the location that you want. You go to the library, you pick it up. 
So I went to go pick it up. I was like, whatever, I picked it up. I had to return another book. And there was a line and I just didn't even notice it. There was one lady in line. So I just like literally just went up and got in front of her. You just heisman her. You literally stepped yeah. in front of her. I stepped in front of her. And then she like waited a couple seconds to make sure that I was actually just cutting her in line. And then she was like, um, excuse me, I'm in line. And it was just like apologize like profusely because I had no idea like it just completely um so so am I (laughs) yeah so I yeah so uh that's my new experience that's great (laughs) I really appreciate that one mine's not as funny of a story I was just in San Diego this past past week for the first time first time first time in San Diego and actually it wasn't this past week it was the week prior it was last week um a lot of fun really like San Diego really nice place would recommend a 10 out of 10 would go there again what was your favorite thing about San Diego? So Christine, my friend DJ, and I actually hiked in one of the parks in San Diego, and there were like really nice views. Uh, like we were like in the mountains, but we could see out over the beach and like into the Pacific Ocean. Just like, I mean, you can't see <laughs> like the other side of the Pacific Ocean, obviously, but you could like see all the way out to the horizon. And it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of walking, but it was really nice. I think that's one of the first things that is uh, one of the first things. I think that's the thing that's most striking about the ocean when I first saw it for the first time, is you like just see around the world. out the world. Like all you see is the end of the horizon. Yeah. Like you don't see anything out. Yeah, it's crazy. Freaks me out. I'm yeah. used to like uh, Lake Erie where you can kind of see the other side. Right. Like yeah, or a large lake or something. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, I'm surprised that uh you didn't say the beach. Beach was nice. All right. We talked about beaches earlier this week. We did. You like the hot, warm beach, and I just like the ocean sound. True. Right. True. Um, we also went to this this place. It's called Brian's 24, and they had delicious corned beef hash. I don't know if you know this. I love corned beef hash. Yeah, yeah. You, you made it on your vlog. Yeah, on your vlogs. Uh, the corned beef hash there was phenomenal. I would eat it again, 10 out of 10. Um, it's surprising to me how much recall I have on your vlogs. That's exciting to me. I hope it's not just you. It probably is, though. Well, no, I also think Paulo Voss. Remember when we were in London last yeah. year? Paulo Voss also had, like, a really good recall. Yeah. Probably, like, better than I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you have some really loyal fans. You just got to keep putting out those videos. I know. I know. Yeah, keep going through it. This is my strategy. I'm just going to keep talking to people on Twitch and telling them to watch my vlogs. <laughs> Do you think that that's actually working? I've never tried it, so maybe I'll try. Okay. That sounds good. Um... Well, thanks for listening this week. We'd also like to thank our uh, sponsor, Vinod Venkataraman. Thanks, Vinod. Um, keep enjoying those dra- long drives in your Porsche. Um, we really appreciate your, your sponsorship. Please send us more money. <laughs>